Eagles Entertainment. What up, Bird Gang? It's Javon Hargrave. Um, I'm excited for the opportunity and can't wait to get the season started. Fly, Eagles, fly. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you on this Thursday again. Sending out best wishes to great health and just safety for everyone. We all do our part here, and let's get back to normal in this great world of ours. Today on the podcast, just jam-packed with information and with access for you. Now, the Eagles have made a big splash signing other players, agreeing to terms with players from other teams and bringing in players of the like of Darius Slay from a trade with the Detroit Lions. But they also took care of the roster, making sure to do that prior to the start of the official 2020 calendar year last week. With that in mind, we've got three players who were on the team last year who return in 2020. Quarterback Nate Sudfeld, safety Rodney McLeod, and cornerback Jalen Mills. We'll hear from all three of those players in just a bit here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. First, though, Eagles making another move on Wednesday. They are still active in free agency, and on Wednesday, the Eagles agreeing to terms on a one-year deal with former Los Angeles Ram Nickel Roby Coleman, who, coincidentally enough, plays the nickel cornerback position. And he plays it very well. Last year, Pro Football Focus, naming Roby Coleman as the 19th best cornerback in the entire NFL. He is tenacious. He gets after the football, and he is fearless. Brown, linebacker in coverage. Keenum, got to throw it off time. Here comes Alexander, tosses it away, and it looks like Roby Coleman has picked it off again, his second today, which seals the Buffalo Bills. And a win in Los Angeles. Two interceptions by Nikel Roby Coleman. A pick six. And that one right there on fourth and 18. I had a chance on Wednesday to talk with Eagles general manager Howie Roseman at length about the state of the roster. And over the course of the next week, we'll roll out that interview in segments here. It's also available on the Eagles YouTube channel in its entirety. But at the time, Roseman the first one to speak on Roby Coleman and what he means to the Philadelphia Eagles, why the Eagles liked him so much. Yeah, Nickel Roby Coleman is a guy that we've had our eyes on for a long time. He's explosive. He's twitched up. Um, he's got an incredible competitive uh, atmosphere. Um, really, when, we, when he became a free agent from the Rams, the first time we were interested in signing him because – uh, he can really mirror receivers, and he's got this competitiveness, this toughness, this speed that we're looking for in a defensive backfield. Um, he did play for Coach Schwartz in Buffalo. Um, he was with our, our strength coach in L.A., so we feel like we have some insight into what kind of an athlete and worker that he is. And, you know, we're just trying to add guys at a position that we think you can never have enough. We've seen it over the last couple of years, how many corners have gotten hurt. Uh, we, we still have Craven who's played inside as well, and he's got some versatility um, to play inside. To, he, he has some safety background. He's played outside corner for us, Craven too. And, again, just given this flexibility, we just thought it, it, it was a good signing for our football team to increase depth, to increase the competitive level um, at the corner position. Okay, now let's get to the players who were here 
last year who are here this year. Rodney McLeod signed with the Eagles as an unrestricted free agent in 2016. He's been a mainstay in the defensive secondary, and he's been a partner to Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins, of course, moving on in free agency, signing with the New Orleans Saints, and so that leaves McLeod, and that leaves a void in leadership in the locker room, and that leaves McLeod with an opportunity to step up. That is one of the many topics we talked with one-on-one with safety Rodney McLeod. What's it been like for you, Rodney? Uh, man, it's just been in the house. Um, but um, we've been, you know, we've been keeping ourselves pretty busy. Uh, we have a lot to kind of do over here anyway. Uh, we're moving in a, like, couple months. So it's kind of like it's, I guess, good and bad timing. Uh, but it allows us to do a lot in the house, uh, cleaning up, uh, packing, and then, you know, we've been trying to just um, figure out ways to not be consumed by, you know, everything that's on TV. So keeping ourselves distracted by watching shows or um, other day we had like this big Zoom like party with like a bunch of our friends on video chat. So just things like that to try to bring some um, normality, I guess, to the situation. Um and keep yourself entertained and um you know we're just doing a lot of stuff in the house together so uh we're getting by working out of course too how how do you work out do you have a do you have a gym where you are do you have a i mean how does that work uh pretty much it's just you know uh the space that you're provided in your in your home and in the garage uh we have like a you know parking lot in the back but you know the weather was pretty good uh last week so uh, that helped, and then today it's back to uh, freezing cold again. So waiting for the weather to get better again um, to work out out outdoors. Rodney, before we get into the football, uh, I know fans are looking for the same thing. Everybody's looking to kind of stay occupied. What do you recommend as far as what is good on television? What are the McLeods watching? What's your what's your must watch list? Uh, must watch list. Uh, so we started this show, um, called the twenties on like BT. Uh, that's like interesting. Like four episodes. Then we started, um, I think Madam CJ Walker last night. Um, it's a series on Netflix. Uh, I forgot what it's actually called, but, uh, that's a very good show. Um, what else? I started black lightning. Uh, I think it's a DC character. Uh, that's on Netflix. Um, All American is back on on Netflix as well, so that's a good show we recommend. Um, trying to think what else. Um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty. There's plenty of shows. Uh, I did watch Outbreak. <laughs> I don't know if people really want to watch that right now, but uh, it gives it gives a um, it's a it's an actual movie about a virus that um, occurred um, in some form of like Africa through um, a few animals. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of similar to what's going on now, but I I don't know if it's like good timing. It's kind of, I guess might scare off a lot of people. (laughs) Are you you a watcher (laughs) of of comedy or anything like that? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. So, there, 
I mean, there's plenty on Netflix. There's always something to watch. Uh, we watched Love is Blind, too. I forgot. We finished that that show. That's been pretty popular. Um, so, you know, for all the couples out there, um, that's a show to watch. That I think would be good. In general, Rodney, are, are you a sports watcher? or Would you normally be watching sports? Yeah, uh, basketball for, for sure during this time. Um, you know, especially down the stretch, it's getting close to the playoffs. So, uh, the 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 level of of uh, intensity picks up a lot more, so I'm definitely missing the hoops that's on TV, and then of course March Madness. I mean, how can you forget about that? So, yeah. Amid all of, amid all of that, the NFL business cycle continues. Free agency starts, and you come back to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, could you talk about the decision and how you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I feel great. Uh, Philly is. Um, I've made a name for myself here and, um, you know, Philly is very dear to, to my heart. Um, my wife as well. Um, it's adopted. Like I feel like my family, uh, and and we love it, man. So, uh, being, having an opportunity to come back to Philly makes sense for us. It's where we wanted to be. Um, you know, I'm hoping to be able to finish my career off here. Um, and it was important. Uh, I'm a guy, you know, that's, very loyal man so um i know i i wanted to you know stay um somewhere where i'm appreciated i'm valued um and that um i can continue to um build a legacy for myself um and i think i could do that here in philadelphia so great to hear it's interesting you know back in a few years ago 2016 you entered free agency and you came to philadelphia and i, I wonder what was that experience like for you how difficult or not difficult was it to leave a place where you started your career and go somewhere else? What what went into the decision? Like, and how much of a mind game, how difficult is it for you to, to pick up and, and start anew? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it was challenging uh, for me when I decided to, to leave uh, St. Louis uh, Rams and come over to Philadelphia. Uh, it was a very uh, tough decision to make. Um, and to really grasp and, like, you know, swallow, I guess, uh, because I, I formed a relationship with a lot of um, my brothers there that I'm, that I'm still friends with to this day, um, you know, played a lot of ball together. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm a loyal guy, man, and I always wanted to be uh, one of those players that, like, I can make my mark on a, on a team um, in a city for in a long period of time. And I felt like, in that four years, like, I did that, but I felt like I had so much more to, like, give and wanted to give. And, you know, because of the business side and everything else, um, I had to make the move over to Philadelphia, which um, worked in my favor. Um, I trusted my heart uh, and trusted God. And two years later, um, you know, we holding the Lombardi Trophy. Um, and that's the reason why we played this game, uh, one of the reasons. And so, man, I mean, I never would have had that opportunity uh, if I didn't come to Philly and make that decision. So even though it was a hard one, uh, it was a smart one and it was the right one. And I feel the same about the decision I made to come back to Philly, man. I know something special is going to happen. And that's just how things go. Uh, You got to trust your heart. And like I said, man, God, you know, always like orders my steps. So I'm trusting in him and, and I'm hoping for the best uh, over these next couple of seasons.
Rodney, with that, there's always change in the NFL, and Darius Slay in at cornerback. Yeah. Javon Hargrave in at defensive tackle. They're talking about potentially moving around Jalen a little bit. Your thoughts on, on what's happened here for the Eagles defense, including the loss of Malcolm and Camus and so forth in this, uh, in this free agency period. Yeah, it's, it's always uh, tough when you lose guys uh, like, like Malcolm, um, like Camus, um, you know, like a Jason Peters on the offensive side um, thus far. And, you know, Malcolm and, and Jason are, are faces that have been around this organization for uh, a long time before I even got here and made a name for themselves, um, you know, countless times. Um, and our true leaders, man, not only um, in the locker room, but in these communities as well. And so, you know, their legacies will live on forever, uh, of course. And, um, you know, it, it's sad, but it's part of the business. And now, you have, you know, a locker room and defense full of fresh faces that, you know, the city of Philadelphia will quickly embrace, I feel like, because um, of the type of players that they are. Um, Darius Slay, a guy who chooses to, you know, follow the best player, man, and, and, and get up and challenge guys, um, competes at a high level, and his resume speaks for itself. Um, and the D-tackle uh, don't know – too much about, but from what I've read and seen, um, seems like a another guy that fits right into you know our scheme um, and the type of guys that we bring in um, to this to this locker room, uh, guys that are willing to work, um, blue collar guys, um, and so that's what I'm most excited about uh, is, is, is the new faces and and them making a name for themselves here in this city um, and on this defense. What what do you feel about? How do you feel about Jalen? Potentially, I mean, we don't know for sure, but potentially taking some of Malcolm's responsibilities, doing some versatile things in addition to playing cornerback or, or whatever role they might have. How cross-trained are you guys? Yeah, I, I think uh, Mills is, is a guy uh, that can quickly step in, man, into this safety position and, and um, you know, take over. Uh, I think he has the physicality. Um, he has the confidence. Uh, he has the, you know, football IQ to get it done. Um, he, he has some experience playing safety from college. Uh, but, you know, I think he'll be a quick learner. Uh, he's a guy that studies a lot, um, that wants the, the best um, and demands the most out of himself. So I know he'll be up for the challenge um, and stepping in, man, and, 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 and taking over this, this new position and new role. Uh, for himself and for this team. And so I'm excited to just line up next to him. Um, I know it's going to be fun. Um, you know, had a lot of had a lot of moments and memories with my guy 2-7, you know, Malcolm. But, uh, you know, looking forward to over these next couple of seasons making some new memories um, and being able to put our mark, uh, you know, me and Jalen, um, on this uh, Eagles uh, defense. Rodney, do you have a – I know nobody's on the field. Look, no, we're not – we're so far – who knows when we're going to get back to Novacare. Do you, do you think about what this defense could be with the new guys, with, with Will Parks? I don't know if you know him or just yeah. Davis Brown also. I mean, do you, do you think about how new guys are going to fit in and some of the guys coming back are going to fit in and, and where this de- – what, what next level this defense can go to? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I'm honestly excited about the secondary, the pieces that we added. Uh, you know, we touched on Darius Slay, uh, Mills, of course, changing positions or 
you know, doing both uh, for us. And then, of course, you just mentioned Will Parks. Um, I've, I've, uh, I actually know Will from my time here in Philadelphia and uh, training with a uh, um, common trainer that we have. Uh, so he's another guy that is a high-energy guy, um, very passionate, um, loves the game, and then you could just see the physicality that he plays with. And so I, I love his game as well. I've reached out to him. Um, he's ready. He has the right mindset, man. And um, I think, you know, the what this defense can, can do, man, can be very special uh, with the new pieces we added and the guys we already have coming back. Um, let's not forget about those guys. And so I, I'm, I'm just excited to get out there and, and lead, you know what I'm saying, um, this group of men. And, um, you know, we'll see. Whenever we get back out, out in that field, man, it's, it's going to be very competitive. Um, I know guys are going to be itching uh, to get back to it. Uh, and then I, I know I, I can't wait for that day to come. Rodney, do you think your role changes in the locker room um, as a leader, as somebody to kind of bring along these players new to Philadelphia? Uh, I mean, I, I think uh, I think a little bit, uh, but at the same time, I, I feel like I've always looked at myself as a leader, and I, I've always uh, gained the respect of guys in the locker room, uh, which which is what you want and what kind of makes um, someone a leader. So I don't think too much will change. And and and, and um, in hindsight, I think for me, it's just continue to do what I've done, which is lead by example. Um, I think that's the best way. Um, to lead at times. Of course, I think times are going to be asked for me to be a lot more vocal um, than what I've been because I feel like my counterpart, Malcolm, handled that uh, role. But um, I'll do what's needed uh, at the end of the day to to make sure that um, guys are headed in the right direction and that uh, we're on pace to one-win games and, um, you know, compete at a high level. Rodney, um, the draft comes up here in a month or so. Uh, you were not drafted. Um, do you, how do you remember 2012? Do you remember it fondly around draft time? Do you remember it uh, bitterly? Like, how do you how do you kind of process that? Yeah, um, it's always a, a time of the year. I mean, I never forget uh, because my name was never called, and I think that's something that's uh, got me to to play nine years in this league. Is constantly just having that chip on my shoulder and always a reminder each year when it comes around. Uh, but, you know, like I tell guys, cause I, cause I love the stories of undrafted guys that come in and make a name for themselves. Guys like Greg Ward um, is, you know, don't let th- those times, you know, discourage you uh, use it as motivation and, and, and channel it and, and use it as fuel um, really. But, um, you know, I, I root for, for every guy in the draft, man, because it, it's so hard and, you know, a lot of these young men work, work. You know, what I'm saying countless hours um, just to hear their names called and, and to feel, fulfill their dreams. And so, for me, um, I root for every guy that that's uh, coming out and that's a part of the draft. But you know, it's only seven rounds, and um, you know, hoping that you're just one of those picks. But if you're not, um, your dreams they don't end. Um, as long as you have an opportunity, you have a chance. Yeah, Rodney. Uh, any advice to Eagles fans out there who are going through these tough times? Uh, I mean, I, I would say just continue to pray. Um, honestly, prayer works. Um, God listens, and you know, during this time, man, just trying to find some positive um, and and some shed some light 
um, into a dark time. And I feel like, you know, we now have, you know, this time that we necessarily didn't have before, um, the time where we used to ask for more time and more opportunities to be at home with our families or with our significant other, and now you have that opportunity. So just make the most of it. Uh, do something constructive with your time. Um, shoot, things that you never thought you would be able to devote the time to, like creating a business or um, developing a skill trait, uh, whatever it might be, man, just, uh, you know, take advantage of, of the time, um, keep yourself busy, keep yourself occupied. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. Keep yourself safe. That's the most important thing, man. Yeah. Yep. Crazy times. Hey, Rodney, thank you so much. And, and congratulations. Can't wait to see you back at NovaCare whenever that might be. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Take care, man. Staying in the defensive secondary, Jalen Mills now listed as a defensive back. So what does that mean? Here we are, one-on-one with Jalen Mills. Um, let's speak in, Jalen. Where, where, where are you right now? Are you out in Texas? Yeah, I'm in Dallas. Okay. Uh, how's your offseason been? It's been great, man. I'm working out every day, um, get to enjoy my family. Um, so it's great. Good. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the experience that you've had here. Uh, what has free agency been like for you? What was the... What were the what were the I guess really from the from the time you packed up the locker to now, what kind of emotions have you experienced? Um, a couple. Um uh, you have a a little bit of um, you know, anxiousness, um a little bit of um you know, a little anxiety 'cause you, you really don't know, you know, who's who's looking at you or where you might end up. Um kinda have an idea where you wanna go. Um but you just have to, it's really a waiting game. You have to just let it play out. Did, did you, when you packed up your locker, did you did you feel kind of like, hey, man, I'm walking out of the Novacare complex. I don't know if I'm ever going to come back here as a Philadelphia Eagle. Did that kind of, did those kind of emotions go through your mind? Yeah, sure, of course. Um, I'll be lying to tell you I didn't. Um, just because, like I said, you don't, this this, this NFL game, it's, it's, in, it's a revolving door. Um you got guys coming in each and every year. Um, other free agent guys that you know teams may may be linked to or, or want. Um, so for sure, it was definitely a thought that was in my mind. At the end of the day, though, you're back with the Eagles, Jalen. Um, why did you make the decision to come back to Philly? Um, it's something special here. Um, it, it definitely is definitely. I've I've had history there, of course, being there for the four years that I did, and um, it's, it's unfinished business. Did, did you did you think long and hard about leaving? Did you did you kind of get to that point where you were, you know, close to maybe going somewhere else? No, not not at all. Not at, not at all. Jalen, let's talk about your time as an Eagle. Where do you think you've grown the most as a as a man and as a football player? Um, I think honestly, I've 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 grown in both places tremendously just just because of the team chemistry. You know that 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 commodity and, and and the guys there in that locker room and the coaches. Um, it's it's great energy every day when you walk in the building from breakfast time to throughout the day practice all the way to dinner um, when it's time to go home. Um, then as a player, um, just understanding how to be a true pro, whether that's practicing the right way, recovering my body the right way, or even on Sunday playing the game the right way, the way that Philadelphia fans want to see the game played. 
I, I got to ask you this because, you know, I love the green hair. Um, the hair stayed green throughout these, these months since the season ended? Yes, the hair is definitely still green and it's going to stay green. There's conversation out there, nothing from the Eagles, of course, but that you could be versatile in the secondary and maybe kind of fill the role that Malcolm um, filled. Do you know anything about that? And it, it, do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, um, it's it's definitely definitely uh, something that we've been in talks with. Um, and I mean, my my whole demeanor and my whole attitude and, and the way that I play is, um, I'm I'm a defensive back. And by me telling you that, I feel like I can play corner, I can play nickel, I can play dime, I can play free safety, I can play strong safety. I'm I'm just a guy who I feel I'm versatile enough to you can put me anywhere in the secondary and I can go out and and make plays for the team and the defense that I feel like could be game changing. Can you explain just for people who might not quite understand, if you played that role, which is kind of like a quasi linebacker or really just kind of a linebacker, how, what, what challenge will that be for you from a, an on the field standpoint, from a preparation standpoint, and then just from what your eyes are seeing from the time the ball is snapped? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's from coming in to, Playing on a slot receiver on on third down to now we're on first down to maybe lining up against a, a tight end or on a run play having a feel you know the 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 C B or A gap which is between the the tight ends and the tackle or the tackle and the guard or the guard in the center um and, and making a play in the backfield just just those different type of things. What what requires does it change the way you have to prepare your body or or anything like that? Um, 100%. Um, I think as far as that goes, um, the recovery standpoint after each and every game is going to be big because my role is definitely going to be a lot bigger and I'm and I'm going to be doing a lot more things on that defense just instead of just sitting outside like I was at corner the past four years. That's quite a compliment then. They're, they're going to potentially ask you to, to do more, to be more involved. So, I mean, is that how you feel about it, that you potentially have kind of a bigger role in the defense? Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely gonna give me a lot, uh, a lot more chance to make a lot more plays for his defense and his team. Jalen, um, it's also a compliment to your ability to to be physical and to be a tackler. And I know that you've always you've always taken a lot of pride in that, haven't you? Yes, of course, you know that. Well, it's it, a lot of cornerbacks don't kind of want to get mixed up in that stuff. Why has it always been something that you enjoy? Well, I was told um, our coaches there and. And, and they can attest for this. They're tackling. It's, it's, it is. A, it, there is a certain type of way of technique that you know to make sure you don't have neck and head and shoulder injuries. Um, that you that you can get taught and and, and form certain form tackling. But tackling is an attitude. Um, it's it's the technique just comes with with practice and, and preparation. But tackling is an attitude. Okay. Well, listen, man. Congratulations. I. I... I guess I don't know when I'm going to see you again. Um, you, you're still able to train with everything that's going on? Well, no, no gyms right now. I've just been uh, doing doing a lot more cardio <laughs> since the gyms are closed right now. So, Yeah, very challenging times. Yep. Hey, man, Jalen, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations. Can't wait to see you in 2020. Thank you. Thank you, man. Take care. And on the offensive side of the ball, Nate Sudfeld last year looked like he was all ready to go as the number two behind Carson Wentz. And then came the preseason and injured in the preseason opener. Yeah, so Nate uh, had x-rays at, uh, 
at halftime, and uh, we found out that there is a uh, a break in his in his left wrist, uh, which is his non-throwing wrist. Uh, he'll have surgery in the morning uh, to repair. It's not uh, it's not season-ending, so we're excited about that. And uh, after surgery, we'll have more update for you probably Saturday when uh, when we get back together. Sudfeld says he has quote unfinished business end quote in Philadelphia, and that's why he's back on a one-year deal. How do you feel about coming back? I mean, uh, you know the system, you know the locker room, you know the coaching staff. Uh, uh, a new a new year, a new Nate. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm very excited to come back. Um, yeah, I just I feel like I have unfinished business in in Philadelphia. Um, I feel wanted. I feel like uh, I've got things I still really want to accomplish, and uh, and I'm really excited about the new uh, coaching dynamics and talking to Doug and Press and got to talk to Rich and uh, just in talking to everyone in Philly, I'm just excited, man. I think I'm trying to have a refreshed outlook, just want to, you know, I, I, I'm really looking forward just to add another year, but making it a new, different year and, you know, connecting further with teammates and, and contributing as best as I can. Nate, how 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 was last year for you? How would you put? Yeah, that? yeah. Last year was uh, definitely challenging. Um, you know, a lot of it I felt like was just kind of bad luck. Um, felt like things were going well, broke my wrist, and then uh, you know, obviously Josh is a great player and uh, did really well in the preseason, and then did well when called upon against uh, Atlanta, and you know, and then kind of just held onto the spot. But I never felt like the you know the coaching staff of the Eagles disliked me as much as you know I felt like they thought it was you know maybe challenging to go eight ten weeks without practice and then be able to step right in uh you know ten weeks later to play when Josh had gotten all those reps so you know it was definitely challenging but I just tried to make the most of it and every day I just had to wake up and say okay it's not about me how can I help this team how can I improve myself as a player so it was one of the more challenging things I've had to do in my in my career but Felt like I still got a lot better throughout the year, and um, yeah, man, just looking forward to another opportunity at it. What did you learn about yourself going through that? I mean, it must have required a great deal of patience, and I mean, just uh, you know, try to ward off that disappointment. Yeah, definitely a lot of patience. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I learned that, uh, you know, just how badly I want to play, how how much. I feel like I know how well I can play. I have so much confidence in myself. Um, and I know just all it's going to take for me is just getting, you know, hopefully Carson obviously stays healthy and all of those great. Um, but if called upon, hopefully I can get an opportunity and go in and uh, show what I can do. I know, uh, I know I can go in and help this team win games and uh, help us not miss a beat. Nate, when you got hurt in the preseason, did you – have a sense at all at the time how that was going to how long that was going to take a to come back and then b the the long term ramifications of it uh immediately when i broke it uh i i remember i was i popped from the ground and as i was walking to the sideline i was just thinking like dang it what's no this isn't good like i got to be ready to play next week we got, we're practicing against the ravens like i, I need to do that like i was just thinking like so micro so day by day but then uh the next morning when I got out of surgery I was just trying to like it was hard to process because you know you're just so into camp you're in your routine you know doing well playing games and then they say you can't sweat for 
two weeks because you can't infect the injury. So then you go a little stir crazy and then uh, you're not able to be in some of the meetings, obviously a meeting uh, immediately after, after the surgery and stuff. And it's definitely tough on a lot of levels because then you feel a little disconnected from, from your guys, from the team. And, uh, but I mean, it's just everybody who gets injured kind of understands what it's like and it's, it's not a fun thing. But it definitely – it can make or break guys for sure. I feel like a lot of guys, it can really, you know, hurt the confidence or it can, you know, affect their um, – I don't know, just their outlook. But I was determined not to let that be the case for me. And uh, I just wanted to make sure I was improving myself and being ready if ever called upon last year and then looking forward to, you know, deciding what the best opportunity was uh, going into this year. And, yeah, man, just looking forward to a fresh outlook and – um, going in and doing my thing. Nate, uh, you, you played so little in the regular season. So for fans who kind of go, well, I, we really don't know Nate Sudfeld and we don't know what he can do for this offense. How have you gotten better as a quarterback through the years? Yeah, man. Um, definitely caught up with my body more. I was more of a late bloomer um, in terms of just, you know, being faster or like just quickness of the of, of my feet and just uh, weight room strength and all this stuff. So definitely got a lot stronger there. And then I've just learned under so many great coaches and quarterbacks, all the situational awareness, just how to apply that. And I don't know, man, what's frustrating is, uh, what's always been frustrating is, you know, and I get it in the NFL, you kind of need to prove it in order to, you know, get a bunch of opportunities, you know, in a, in a regular season game. And I haven't had a ton of those options, but uh, you know, even like in college, there'd be days I'd be like, man, I'm not practicing that well, but I'd go in the game and I'd ball out and I'd be like, well, you know, and then coaches, but right, Nate's just a gamer, you know, maybe he'll, we need to get him better in practice, but in games, he's going to show up. So I feel like the flip, the script has been flipped almost, which is frustrating just because I haven't had a chance to play in games, but it's all good, man. In due time, I'm still a young player, um, 26. Uh, so I, I really am hoping to see my career, you know, hopefully a lot longer. And I felt like this was the best decision for me to, you know, add a year of developing and keep getting better and improving because really that's the goal. And, uh, and yeah, again, I just have no, I have so much confidence. I feel like my physical and mental traits are together and uh, I'm just ready, kind of foaming at the mouth, ready to get into a game and play. Nate, so you're 26. So by my calculations, and I'm not very good at math, you probably have what about 17 more years left. I'm going by Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady and Philip Rivers standards. Um, about 17 more years left in your career. Your your perspective, I wonder, as a young quarterback, seeing these older quarterbacks still doing it and playing at such a high level, you know, into their 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, it definitely plays a role because I mean, in talking to guys and just watching a lot of quarterbacks. I mean. Carson's obviously unbelievable at, you know, 27 right now, a little older than me, but um, I mean, and he's an outlier. There aren't many guys who play super well in their, you know, mid twenties. But I feel like if you look around, most quarterbacks kind of hit their peak at about, you know, 30, 31 to 35, it seems to me at least. So, I mean, Again, I, I'm just trying to be patient, but it's also a way to help me cope because I'm, you know, driving myself crazy not playing yet. So I'm just trying to talk myself into, okay, it's okay. It's okay. You know, you'll still get an opportunity on the road. You just got to 
just keep working, keep being prepared. But I mean, everyone, everyone's journey is different, but I'm just, uh, you know, ready to, ready to go when, when my time is, uh, when my time comes. Nate, do you have any sense at all with adding Rich and, and adding Marty and the changing dynamics in the coaching staff? Do you have any sense of what that's going to mean for the offense? Uh, yeah. So in talking to Rich and talking to Doug, uh, I feel like there's just going to be a breath of, uh, fresh air into the offense with some new, nice new perspectives. Um, obviously Rich has some great history under some great coaches like the Kyle Shanahan tree and understands that, you know, how to marry up the run game, the pass game. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it'll really fit my skill set well. Um, so yeah, again, just looking forward to getting under the cutups and watching them, but couldn't be more excited about the coaching dynamic. And I'm excited to have press back, uh, have a great relationship with him and believe in him a lot as a coach. And so there will be a lot of familiarity, but I think there will be a lot of good uh, newness and fresh freshness to the, to the offense that I'm looking forward to. Nate, Nate, given the uncertainty of what's happening in this country around the world and certainly with the league, what, what do you do? What do you anticipate doing here with your off season? How, how do you treat that? <laughs> Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's kind of just day by day right now. Um, obviously, waiting to see if and when. I mean, hopefully, OTAs aren't canceled or postponed too much. But uh, but yeah, I'm just out in in Oregon right now training. Um, I have a small group and kind of like a private gym that that I'm able to work with a couple of days a week, even though it's kind of cracking down more. Um, but then just kind of going a little stir crazy at the house. Got some family here. So, uh, but it's it's all good, man. Just trying to take it a day at a time and and trying to embrace, you know, some positives out of this. Hopefully, you know, some people in this country and in the world, really, and even in my family, I think hopefully we can, you know, work on things and get closer together and things like that. So I think there are some good opportunities amidst these crazy times. Nate, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations. And uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Dave. That will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Tomorrow on Friday, we will start with the exclusive one-on-one with Eagles General Manager Howie Roseman. You do not want to miss it. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for putting this all together and promoting the podcast. And we thank you for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Make sure you drop us a five-star rating. Make sure you subscribe. And if you don't, please pass the word. We love to reach our Eagles audience, and we thank you so much for your involvement in the show. Everyone, thanks for joining me. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro saying, have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And everyone, continue to practice social distancing. Make good decisions. Be smart. And we can all enjoy this 2020 Eagle season together. Have a good day, everybody.